0: Thank <laughs> you. you're wrong the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt
1: yes back at it again back at it again did
0: you survive um your first pride
1: (laughs) um yes barely (laughs) i'm i'm hanging on i was thinking we record this at what uh, 5 30 my time and i was yeah. like okay if i record this and then get off can i be in bed by seven or will it be <laughs> like eight
0: that's pretty lame okay <laughs> i at least stay up until nine you know it's like come on look that was good as <laughs> some effort.
1: there was too many nights this week where i was uh out way <laughs> later than normal and not even like friday saturday i'm talking like i was out till like 3 a.m. on Tuesday like i yeah I'm beat. I'm done
0: you need to take a, another month to recover
1: yeah basically I was telling my roommate I was like there's nothing that I want to do now except for just like lay on the couch and read books for like the next <laughs> six years
0: well I wish you well in that journey I, I really think that'll be that'll do wonders for your Instagram influencer game
1: I mean let's be real I'll get some sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and be back at my usual shenanigans, (laughs) so this will not last long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, there was also a ton of news this week, I feel like. Um, Yes. So I'm excited to get into all of that. None of it
0: good. Um, Oh, really? (laughs) No. there's. You know, I guess there's, I have a, I don't know. Maybe I just found the annoying stories, but. I mean, the big one is um, Britney Spears hashtag Free Britney, Yes. The case of the conservatorship, so
1: which I feel like is sad, but I also feel like is is good news, sort of, kind of, in a weird way.
0: <laughs> Look at you finding the silver lining, making well, lemonade out of those lemons. Well, so okay.
1: I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before when we talked about the Free Britney documentary, um, and I feel like it might have come up a couple of other times just because this story has been like developing over the past yeah couple of months. But that she's in this conservatorship, which she was put into like thirteen years ago. Her father was in charge of her for a while, and basically could like make all life decisions for her Mm -hmm. about her health about her career about everything she had really like no control this is something that usually they only put people in like at their end of their lives or when they're in a nursing home but they somehow got britney spears into this and despite the fact that she seems to be a Fairly high functioning individual She's been stuck in this Mainly because the conservator Gets a lot of money From the things she makes So they have no incentive oh. Of saying oh Britney's like Fine now because they're mm. just like Raking in the cash while she's uh, You well, know, well, well, well well well
0: well well <laughs> I, I mean I, I have my qualms With this story but I think that's a That's a, that's a Generalization I mean yes There are people being paid, but the reason she's in a conservatorship is, you know, there's there's doctors involved. There's a lot of incapacity that needs proven. And and so it's hard to say that it's like, you know, one person pulling the strings saying like, oh, let's keep her like she's our fat cow. Like, let's keep her feeding us for a while here, guys. No rush.
1: But I mean, that was the whole point of the documentary was that. Yeah, it was was the angle. Yeah, is that there is like britney spears obviously makes a lot of money the people who i mean an individual now it's like a trust or whatever but these people who have her in this are incentivized to keep her in it if she's not in it then they're not making that money off her i
0: guess i would phrase it like they're they don't have motivation like i i I don't know (laughs) here's my problem with this is I have a friend who's in estate law and so she just filled my head with a lot of the more nuanced um law like angles of this and how it's actually very difficult to prove incapacity and I think the problem with Brittany's case is that she didn't have she wasn't aware of her choices and like she talked in her statement that her lawyer didn't her her lawyer that was um, given to her by the court didn't let her know that there were these things she could try. And so now she has a much better defense team because she's been made aware of these things. And that's why she's now able to kind of put her best foot forward. Um, But I mean, yeah, it was a really emotional uh, um, statement she made to the court. It was the first time that any of this had been, Leaked or or let to let out to the public, like it's all been happening behind closed doors. We've had no idea, like what their reasoning is, like what um, the doctors' reasonings are, what the psyche valves were. Like none of this, none of these details have been out, and it's really just been kind of this word of mouth campaign with the free Britney movement, where it's like Britney's being abused. Like let's figure it out, and simultaneously, she's now realizing that she does have this autonomy, and it's like she has every right to like speak her, say her piece in court and hopefully it works out better. Um, I think it's really like, you know, the details that came out paint a very alarming picture of someone who, who, like you said, seems to have it all together or like, not that, I mean, it's like a, there's a lot of cross sections to this story that are unfortunate with, with the the country's um, treatment of disabled to the abuse of, power um, to the the patriarchal structure of this like father figure all that sort of stuff and so it is just like this messy convoluted story that gets a lot of splashy headlines but it's also just a very complicated legal (laughs) situation. Yeah but I think a lot of the a lot
1: of the at least from what I understand of this in general that usually somebody who is like functioning at this level would not be in a conservatorship. Like that's not a standard practice. And Britney Spears is, is doing, you know, much better than normal. And that a lot of the reason why she would still be in this is sort of like, yeah, more related to like money and legal things than to like actual like medical findings, because in, at least in her, and then in her um statements, she was talking about how, like, you know, they would tell her that, oh, she has to do these things, she has to work seven days a week, she has to go on tour, she has to do this, yeah. she has to do this other thing. And then if she said that, oh, she wasn't gonna do it, then they would get some doctor to be like, Oh, she must be off her medication, we need to put her on stronger medication, we need to put her on this. And she's like, No, I just didn't want to do these things that they were trying to make me do. Yeah. But every time I said I didn't want to do it, they were like, Oh, well, she must be off her medication, we need to like um bump her yeah. medication up more to make her become more docile so that we can like handle this. Um
0: interesting. I mean that's just like a very nefarious angle and I I can see so wait, levels think, of that.
1: So you think that the people who are have the conservatorship going on or like the people who are in charge of the conservatorship are like trying to do it's in the best interest for Britney Spears at separate of my.
0: I guess my stance is that it's messy and right now we only have this piece of it because everything else has been, you know, kept under lock and key. And this was leaked oh. by and, and I mean, this is like, I guess I'm not saying like, oh, Brittany deserves this or anything like that, but it's more I don't necessarily think that there's evil into <laughs> like I don't think oh, this is like a I situation like I care a lot which I think is what a lot of people are blurring the lines with because that's their only other exposure to this idea of conservatorship like there historically have been have been very good reasons for this sort of you know um conservatorship and and the the legality around it and and I just I mean I understand oh, that well, I'm I don't coming out of so it at all. <laughs> but I mean okay yeah it's fine I, I think the problem I've had is that I've I've had you know admittedly my my husband works in the mental health field and my friend like I said is an estate lawyer so it's just been interesting seeing the story from the um from the side of like I I don't know like I mean I less- think it,
1: <laughs> I think it's very. I mean, obviously it's very legally messy and there's loads of people who are involved in this from, you know, doctors to lawyers to the people running the state to Brittany's father, her mother, herself. I mean, like, there is a lot of different things going on here. So do I think that this is like, a group conspiracy by 50 different people to, like, just suck Britney's money off her? No. I think there's probably a lot of people in the mix who, like, do mean well. And at a certain point early on in the process, her being in a conservatorship, you know, may have been right. a better yeah, idea or something that made more sense. Um, you know, it's yeah. like, I don't know necessarily the motivations at the beginning. But I think that the mo- as this has gone on, for thirteen plus years. Yeah. It and and Brittany is on tour. She's doing a residency. Yeah. She's creating albums. She's raising her kids. It's like at a certain point why is she still in this if it was only supposed to be temporary except for you have a very obvious reason sitting right there is that the people running this conservatorship are getting a large stake in her money. And I feel like with any famous person or celebrity or wealthy person, money is always at the root of, you know, a vast majority of their interactions just because whether the people who are working with you are intentionally doing it or it's like subconscious, you know, it's like, that's a, that's a big part of it. And Mm. and I'm sure, especially with Britney Spears too, it's like, she has teams of people like who has access to her, who doesn't like, who is getting the full picture of these things? You know, I mean, like she's the people who are running the conservatorship or these, the doctors and the lawyers and whatever, it's like, I'm sure that some of them are doing their best and mean really well, but it's, like, where, like, where are they getting the information from? Like, who is telling them what? I'm mm-hmm. unclear on, like, exactly right? Like, what all of the machinations are. Um, yeah. Yeah, in I mean, behind I... Behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to be clear that I when I heard this story, I, I think you know, the, the splashy's headline was this situation of I want a kid and they won't let me have a kid and I'm forced mm-hmm. to keep this IUD in. And I think that's horrific. I think, you know, anyone deserves bodily autonomy. And there's so many people in varying degrees of, um, mental capacity, financial capacity, like who are still able to make that choice. And I think it's really, really, uh, unfair, dangerous, and traumatizing that that is something that's negotiated by a a group of, of men, a group of people who aren't her. You know, I, I think the details that came out in this speech just give me total um, empathy for Britney Spears. And I think that is something that we experienced when we watched the Britney Spears documentary and the sort of reckoning with how we treated um, our, our female stars, mostly in the early aughts, and just this toxic idea of how we how we treat women and, and it, and, you know, it has, uh, ramifi- like ramifications of the, the way hysteria was, um, it, <laughs> superimposed on women in the 18th and 19th century. And just this way we talk about women's health that allows men to control their bodies. And I think that's totally wrong. I guess my, my point was more that I, I don't, yeah, I think it's kind of just an unfortunately complicated issue. And Britney Spears happens to be a very, you know, popularized figure where it's easy to be like, what? She's not, she doesn't seem disabled. So why is this? And that's like an unfortunate angle to take too, because the question should be like, oh, should anyone be put through this? And how do we like reckon with that? But with her case, especially, I just think there's a lot that we Don't know, and it's hard to speak on everything about how it's run because, like, Jamie isn't in charge of her finances anymore, but she's trying to get him off of her, um, her, her estate or whatever. And so it's all just like, it's a very messy story. And I hope that the public pressure allows her to get some, some freedom from it. And, I hope that it does allow the general public to kind of dig into this system in general and think, huh, like, how does this, how does this work? Because there are people who it's not just for elderly. It's not just for like the severely handicapped. Like there's, I don't know. It's just like, it's been a really interesting story um, to kind of see these details come out and, and hopefully will lead to like a bigger, better change overall.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Um, It has been also fascinating, I feel like, to see sort of like the public response to this and the celebrity (laughs) response because, you know, all of these celebrities have like come out of the woodwork uh, to support Britney, um, yes. whether or not they like are acquainted with her or not. I feel like the most interesting example was Justin Timberlake releasing a statement <laughs> that was like, you know, we stand with Britney Spears, him and uh, Jessica Biel. And it oh, was sort no, of JT. like, OK, this is maybe like a little... little too late sort of a situation but it was like he had it
0: ready like i like that was like one of the first ones i saw and he had like a two tweeter like part to it and i was like whoa jt like someone was sensitive to the to the pressure he got after the free britney um documentary oh well yeah yeah
1: Clearly, him and his team are like, okay, we got <laughs> to pivot here because yeah. he's had nothing but bad press. I mean, we talked about this already, too, but he's had nothing but bad press for a while, so he's got a yeah. um, circle. <laughs> Another... But people
0: got mad at him for saying anything, but don't you think they well, would have right. been more mad if he hadn't said something?
1: I mean, I think he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't in this yeah. situation. <laughs> like, if he didn't say anything, yeah. If he did, yeah. Like, I mean, really – He wasn't getting out of this looking (laughs) good. Um, Another interesting story that I want to hear your take on, especially now you as a legal medical expert. Um, The... Did you follow this story about the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants oh. who like claimed all of this PPP loan money from the government yes. for their like struggling small businesses, but it's like they're influencers <laughs> and they yeah. and there's a whole bunch of them that all got like $20,000 in government yes. checks for like, you know, failing businesses. That yeah, well, I,
0: think- I mean, the influencer culture was really struggling, Matt. Uh, what but, do you want?
1: Well, but the craziest thing is like, if you would have told me, like, oh, okay, these are gonna be contestants who were on there like five like ten years ago and are like mainly getting income nowadays through like fit or whatever, I would have thought like, okay, <laughs> lame, but still. But the people who were requesting the money were people who were like just on the <laughs> franchise. It was like Taysha and Dale yes. and yeah. Ari, it's like, these are big enough named people that it's like, okay, I, I, you, you have enough money, like, you are not, like, (laughs) poor by any means.
0: Yeah, no, it's pretty, I admittedly, I didn't dig into it. I saw the Reddit thread that exposed them, and then, um, I, I don't know if any of them have, like, explained themselves or whatever, or if there is anything to explain, because to your point, yeah, these are, like, very privileged people who maybe saw a dip in their finances that gave their lifestyle a little, ugh. You know, throat punch. But did they deserve these loans that were meant to rescue small failing businesses that were shut down due to COVID? I mean, no, of course not. Like, it's pretty upsetting when people game the system, and some people's reaction is like, "Good for them!" <laughs> like, like no, like to your point. I mean, I can see it in your lens, in that lens you presented. I could see it being more that they don't have a base yet to secure these they don't they're going deal to deal rather than having like a secured financial plan at this point because they are so new to the franchise at least with dale (laughs) eyeball roll but i don't think anyone making the kind of money they do for the, the, the really minimal work that they put into it um deserved that but i also don't know the like stats on like well so they, how much money was uh, available did people get turned away because Tasha took their 20 grand
1: I mean they de- with the PPP loans you had to like apply for them and there right. were people who got them and were people who and people who didn't the story oh, that Tayshia. I saw said that so Colton underwood the recently mm. gay bachelor also requested funds but for his like nonprofit organization oh, not yeah. like his llc and that got money but it only got like half of the amount of money that taisha and dale <laughs> and them received um <laughs> but it like you couldn't request the loans as an individual i believe you had to yeah. request them like at, as a company yeah so it was funny they were saying like oh like ari um His his LLC is Instagram Husband (laughs) LLC and it's Like there's one employee there it's him You know it's like registered to his house And that didn't get turned
0: away that wasn't filtered out (laughs)
1: No that got like approved I mean I don't I don't know what the like Application process looked like I'm sure That there was like more information that you had to submit But it's like yeah Hmm this is interesting (laughs) that Like these people Are requesting money From the government Um and it's yeah apparently also receiving like, it
0: like did they just not think through the optics like was the 20 grand worth it like like did they plan to do it did their financial team just do it without like i don't understand how they I thought mean, this wouldn't come back to bite them in the butt
1: at my old at my current job i know that like we applied for this and yeah. that it was like a complicated process so i'm sure that it wasn't like them doing it themselves right, right. probably some advisor was like hey we can apply for this and get you twenty thousand dollars maybe and they were like oh sure great go for it <laughs> um but again i feel like that that speaks to the fact that if you have like a financial advisor person then <laughs> you're probably not yeah. uh at a place where you necessarily need this the <laughs> other funny thing was that they had to like list some kind of distinction for their like occupation on the forms mm-hmm. and so the distinction was independent artist writer and performer it's like <laughs> Okay, which of those is Taisha? Like,
0: <laughs> that was Taisha's like, what? How did she introduce herself when someone on her show asked what she did? She's like, I'm a lifestyle, um in the, I'm a lifestyle influencer in the health and wellness space. Is that what she
1: said? It sounds about right. It's it's so <laughs> it is so funny. Yeah, like okay. on um on the Big Brother All Stars that was last season. <laughs> like yeah. all the contestants had these weird occupations and it was like yeah well they're they're all just influencers <laughs> but they can't say that so they're like oh it's you're a jewelry designer you're a podcaster you're a brand consultant or you know whatever it's like yeah. no they're all just influencers now
0: yeah no it it was a pretty <laughs> it's just one of those stories where i'm like really and is it like worth it like 20 grand you know what you know what matt it's not it's not our place to judge. Like maybe, mm. you know, social media doesn't tell the full story. And maybe Dale Moss was really struggling. He had no money, no prospects, and he just had to, you know, no brand wanted him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do club <laughs> promotion. <was> <laughs> yeah. You can't judge a book by its cover. Okay. You
1: can't get an appearance <laughs> fee, unfortunately, during yeah. the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that story evolve. I'm sure there will be some apologetic um, stories and uh, overreaching explanations. And, you know, we'll get some insight into into why they Mm -hmm. did the thing that they did. (laughs) Um, But did you see Joshua Bassett got his GQ cover story?
1: Yes. See, and this is what I was, this, I've been just con- so confused this entire time because it's like he came out, but then people were like, but it was it, a, did he come out? Yeah. What, was it? And yeah. then, but so then I was like, oh no, now he's officially come out. But I was like, wait, I thought he already had done that. <laughs> but I guess in the GQ thing, he officially came out as queer. Yes. um And yeah, they're exciting news
0: yeah i mean i'm happy for him honestly uh, you know he the way he described that whole part of it which is that why he was you're saying that's why he got the cover is because he'd been making headlines and like people were curious about his sexuality because he wasn't promoting anything he was just like reacting to everyone talking I about ass- it. <laughs> i assume
1: that's why he got the. i mean he yeah. didn't really he didn't he had that Instagram caption or right. whatever that was sort of like, what's this saying? And I feel like between the, all of the Olivia Rodrigo stuff yes. and then this, I'm sure that his PR people like reached out to a bunch of magazines and were like, yeah. hey, somebody, yeah. if you give us a cover, like, we'll do an exclusive interview <laughs> and break the story. I mean, that happens all yeah, the time yeah, in journalism. Of course.
0: Yeah. I mean, because again, like, and that's sort of the... Uh, you know it's it's interesting because he's famous arguably at least in like our circle and like the wider pop Mm -hmm. culture circle because of olivia rodrigo because of driver's license because of happy because of sour and all this stuff and so would he have gotten a gq cover if not for for that aspect and then of course he was also able to talk about his sexuality which i think was really uh, the way he talked about was like he said something about how like oh yeah i don't he never like specified where he falls in the spectrum. And he's like, I don't think it matters. Like, I think, you know, why do you have to choose a letter in the alphabet right now? Like you can explore, you can try, you can think, and it might change. It might grow. Like, however, however it works for you. Like, I just think speaking your truth is the most important thing. And he talked a lot about how important it was to like have representation like that and to be able to be the representation like that. And I think that's all, you know, really empowering, really great. Happy pride month. Like, yes, loved mm-hmm. it. <laughs> But I also I just have to say, like, there is nothing that grates on my petty heart more than a boy who handles like criticism, quote unquote, well, like he's being the bigger person or whatever, (laughs) because the author tried a couple of times to like, you know stir the pot like ask him about sabrina here olivia there like how the driver's license story happened and to his credit i guess he didn't really spill any tea or cause any more drama it wasn't like a your usual celebrity feud of he said she said type thing he was just like yeah he said at one point in the article Everyone's asking me about Sabrina and Olivia. Why don't we focus on these women for who they are? Let's focus on the art that they're making and how great they are instead of their relationship to a boy, which I'm like, yes, I get it. Great. Like, I agree. But I just like don't need you telling me that you're the boy you're the you're the you're the relationship there we want to know more about like come on you're supposed to be petty and snarky and i don't like you still because you were mean to olivia in that one song and i'll never forgive you for it joshua
1: i mean clearly one (laughs) he has his pr team is like okay this is what we're doing you're not saying this which i think is the smart decision because you don't hundred percent yeah like
0: he already got the GQ cover. He doesn't
1: need right. my headlines. Well, and in Olivia's like depiction of it, he is the villain. Yeah. And so, really, he needs to be as likable as possible because yeah. if he starts taking shots back at her, that's just going to be a disaster. <laughs> um, and then, on top of that, also, I think he just seems like someone who is like pretty <laughs> chill and not that dramatic. I mean, I think that this, re- that the relationship to him probably was not as big of a deal just in general as it was to <laughs> yeah. Olivia. So when they broke up and she, you know, went off and made her album and was so upset, like, he's like, okay, I'm dating somebody else. Like, I don't. I
0: mean, he also wrote lie, lie, lie though, you know. Right. But
1: wasn't there a whole thing about how that song was like written <laughs> prior to so- I feel like there was a whole timeline thing. So that now I
0: you're team them. Joshua Bassett. That's no, what I'm here. No, I'm team
1: both of them. <laughs> And, uh, and, and so you're let's, being the
0: bigger person too.
1: Well, right. But let's all remember who's team Britney and who's team evil uh, <laughs> conservator lawyers. So let's just, let's just keep I that mean, in mind.
0: I broke out in hot sweats when we had to talk about Britney Spears. I was like, no one's going to listen to my nuanced approach and I'm just going to look like the bad guy. And Matt's going to think I'm the bad guy. No, you're Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the one out here supporting what? Big Pharma and whoever. <laughs> You're like...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, Joshua Bassett, he, he, you know, is not working on anything right now, but he got his cover, he's out and proud, and like, you know, the sky's the limit for him too. So congratulations, this yes. Gen Z is killing it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it so much better than us millennial celebrities ever did.
1: Um, speaking of out and proud, um, I have a love it or hate it this week. Okay. Um, so the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is out, mm. which I mean, I've talked about drag race before on the podcast. Do yeah. we need to talk about it again and get into the like, <laughs> nitty gritty of the season? No, we don't. But I thought this was a very strange and poorly thought out move that. Um, Drag Race has been on a variety of networks. It was on Logo. It was on VH1. For whatever reason, the All Stars seasons, I think, air like on a different network than the regular seasons do. Anyways, so the new season of All Stars is on Paramount Plus, the new now Net- streaming network right. which makes sense that you would put that on there because you have all of these people who love watching drag race who are big fans who are obviously like would have no reason to get paramount plus but will get it now because they want to watch the season of drag race however a massive massive part of drag race in the General pop culture is these Watch parties like basically Every gay bar has a drag Race watch party every week Where you know a drag queen hosts It and everybody's there and they Watch it together and it's like a whole thing I mean it's Basically like you know going to watch a Game at a sports bar except for it's drag Race so uh, The the, the weird thing is Is that although now Instead of airing live You know eight on Friday or whatever It airs It drops on Paramount Plus at 3 a.m. on a Thursday. (laughs) And then there's a spot in the episodes for the commercial breaks, but there's no commercials at it. So it's (laughs) like all of these bars are in pandemonium of like, okay, well, when do you show the episode? Because you can show it whenever. Also, by the time you get to that evening, spoilers are all ready all over the place so half the people know who goes home and then like i went to a party this week uh, or a watch party and the whole thing was just like sort of exhausting because you were just there was like no (laughs) commercials you know you're just like watching it through so no one's talking no one's ordering drinks at the bar because you're just watching the episode and they had this drag queen there who was the host and she just like did a little bit at the beginning, did a little bit at the end, and she was like, I have, like, other stuff that I would have done in the middle. They were, like, going to do giveaways and things, but they didn't realize that there wasn't commercial breaks, so then they had no point <laughs> to give it out. And I'm just like, I don't understand how, like, the when they were putting the, – like, when – right the producers and stuff were putting this season together that they weren't like okay look as part of this deal we got to figure out how to do these drag race parties because this yeah. is like a massive part of the culture but instead they're like no yeah just do it like everything else just slap it on there streaming services
0: don't care man like you know they they just turn right, out but, content
1: but you're telling me that when they came to drag race and we're like hey we want to put this on or whatever that somebody wasn't like okay sure you can have it on the streaming platform but just instead of putting it at three put it on at eight
0: yeah i don't know i think i mean like that's I think how it's wrong that's I how they, they do should. with hbo yeah i know. You know i think hbo's it's weird that no one's adopted their approach because hbo has longer lasting like um I don't even know. SEO, like whatever it is, where people are talking about their shows longer because they have to wait and because there's like an event around it. So it's sort of similar to the drop of um, Underground Railroad. No one was talking about it because it all just like showed up one morning and then people moved on or. I mean, at least this is
1: episode by episode, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I still haven't watched Underground Railroad.
0: Yeah, I really don't. I don't know why streaming services are so soulless about caring for the art they get to, you know, introduce to the world, but they're just brutally clinical about it. Well, and it feels like you could honestly
1: make more money if you did it that way. Yeah. have it come out and then also you could even put ads in the episode like during its original. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do, but I just yeah, I yeah, was wait, like this feels like there, it's poorly thought why is out.
0: There ad space but no ads? You just mean I, you have like obvious visual cuts or something or well, like cuts to black or what?
1: N- so Drag Race has like at the beginning and the at the at the At every commercial break, it, like, cuts to the screen of, like, RuPaul Mm. sort of, like, laughing or whatever. And so you cut to that. It's, like, the drama's happening. Okay, sort of cliffhanger or whatever. We get that scene. Then we get it again, and it comes back. So it's, like, (laughs) normally there would be a commercial there, but now there's not a commercial. So it's just we're moving from one to the other.
0: That's very weird. (laughs) You
1: know how sort of, like, in Lost where it would go, like, (laughs) it's, like, that's what we get.
0: That is very weird. I mean, start a change.com petition, Matt. This is your moment.
1: Honestly, I should get on
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my love it or hate it is more like an it. I'm ambivalent about it. But, Lord is coming back. We never talked about this. Um, I don't know if you were a big fan or if you cared or if you even listened. But she had her first, yes. um, single come out called Solar Power, which is also the title of the album. Um she's been, you know, out of the picture since I don't remember 2014, 2015 was when um the green light album came out. <laughs> it came out.
1: It must I think it, it was, was 2015. It was either 2015 or 2016 because I was definitely living in New York when that album mm. came out.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's been a long time. There's always been rumors she's making new music. She supposedly was supposed to come out with an album, and then her dog died. Like, RIP. Totally understand that. You need a moment to recover. Okay. Um, but finally, she she announced to her friends, I mean, to her fans... <laughs> cute um she's like there's someone i want you to meet and she's like her feet are bare all the time she's sexy playful feral and free she's a modern girl in a dead stock bikini in touch with her past and her future <laughs> i can't read this um her skin is glowing her lovers are many i'm completely obsessed with her and soon you will be too it's my divine pleasure to be introducing you at long last to my third studio album solar power <laughs> Mm. And so, with the straight up the bikini shot, yeah, yeah, it, it's sort of an about face. I mean, you know, pure heroine and sort of that like dark, weird, edgy—I don't know—shadow girl she was in her first album, maybe less so in her second. But this title track is very like—I mean, it's all about like oh, loving. I the really summer. like it. Yeah, I mean, I—I I wouldn't say I really like it. I say I'm neutral about it. But I'm sort of curious about what her album will sound like. Do you think it'll be like a more? vibrant poppy thing i mean i guess it is she's she's sexy playful feral and free Uh, she's glowing (laughs) i think
1: i think that you have i think that for better or worse sort of like taylor swift um has shown people that you Mm. you kind of have to like (laughs) To make a little bit of a pivot here or there. You know what I mean? Like, I I know a lot of other people did it before her, but I feel like the most recent sort of example is her. Of of this, if you just make the same (laughs) album over and over and over again, people get tired of it. You have to do something that's like close enough to something you've done before so that your fans will still like it, but different enough that it will be exciting. And so I felt like Solar Power, or the- wait what's the first song is it called it's called solar power yeah yeah like the song is enough of a lord energy i mean it's not like Mm -hmm. a dance pop song but it does have like a little bit more of an upbeat perkiness to it that her other albums didn't have so i could imagine it being sort of that vibe throughout of like it's pop but it's not like super like dancey necessarily it's maybe like a little bit more indie almost yeah. um jack yeah. Antonoff. right exactly yeah very jack antonoff
0: yeah i think i was hoping like it's almost like i want her to pick a lane because it was very mm-hmm. talky verses and then the beat never like dropped in a real moving way and so i wanted like more energy or less but it kind of was like okay i'm not sure when i would play this song you know is it a party vibe? Is it a car drive vibe? Like I don't know. I feel like it's a car drive vibe. Yeah. But. Well, I listened to it in the car today, and I was not vibing. So.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> what well, that was probably on your way to what you know, a <laughs> Trump rally or? Oh
0: my uh, gosh! Lo- you can't lock put up up that. Okay. Uh,
1: Stop!
0: No, that's that is lies. That's you were going to support Amazon
1: against the yeah. unions trying to <laughs> uprise Dusting.
0: for. Oh my gosh no i am done <laughs> we're gonna have to re-record this episode i'm gonna have to print a retraction
1: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, as you should honestly <laughs> um okay well we'll be back on thursday with an episode all about f9 which shelby homophobically forced me to go watch <laughs> during the middle of pride I know, weekend was
0: a lot of muscle had in to, there you know i had there's to a sit of, a lot of men to stare at so frankly it's the least homophobic thing I can make you watch.
1: I No one was really doing it for me in this I'll say that um, but yeah I had to go on the Saturday of Pride and sit for two and a half hours in a movie theater and watch this so we'll discuss. Um, in the meantime we're, we also have a new episode on the Patreon that's coming out yes. we have Uh, merch. We have social media. You can send us an email. Shelby tells tells me that we have got emails, but I have not read them yet. Um, So, yes. This episode is going long. Uh, We'll see you on Thursday. Bye.